Welcome to our weekly three-minute therapy podcast. I'm Dr. Michael Edelstein, a clinical psychologist in many years of practice. I have a website, 3minutetherapy.com, and I'm here with my partner, Mick Berry, who is an expert on rational emotive behavior therapy, which is a brilliant school of therapy devised by a brilliant psychologist, Albert Ellis. And it says that our emotions don't come from situations themselves, but rather it comes from our thinking about situations. And that's a very positive and great insight of Dr. Ellis's, because if we have our thinking that's causing our disturbed emotions, then we can look at our thinking and change our thinking. And normally the type of thinking that comes that creates emotional disturbance, which is anxiety, depression, and anger, is in the form of demands. I prefer to do well and therefore I must. I prefer you treat me well and therefore you must. And I would like my life to go well and therefore it must. And Mick and I teach you how to uproot the must and reinforce your preferences. And uh, Mick, would you like to add to that introduction? Well, I've just been practicing it for about 35 years or so. And I used to have a horrible problem with depression and I no longer do, but I do practice it regularly every day so that my horrible problem with depression doesn't return. And I'm also able to deal with anxiety and possibly reacting in a self-defeating way to a situation rather than a self-helping way. And to add to your success story, Mick, when I was 18, I was depressed most of the time, anxious the rest of the time. And then I was fortunate enough to run into Albert Ellis. He became my therapist, which dramatically changed and improved my life. Uh, today, we're going to be discussing overeating from an REBT perspective. And overeating implies a goal. You have a goal to eat a certain amount or eat certain kinds of foods and be at a certain weight, and you're over that goal. So why is that and what can you do about it? Well, since our emotions come from our thinking, our emotions really include our behaviors also. So our behaviors uh, don't come from situations. They don't come from emotions. They come from our thinking about situations. So Mick, would you like to outline some of the main must, some of the main demands that lead to overeating? Well, I'm not sure... Well, I can only say for myself, um, I think that when I have overeaten, it's one is I must clean my plate. I must finish everything on my plate. And since I've given up that demand, I, in fact, last night, I didn't finish the burrito I was eating. But that might be a very specific one. But I must be able to eat whatever I want when I want it, I can't stand the deprivation, depriving myself of anything 
And uh, I don't know, that's what comes to my mind. Yeah, what, yeah what the, those are some those good ones. A very common one is because I have the urge to eat, I would like to eat the strawberry shortcake, therefore I must. So I must satisfy my urge. I must not feel frustrated or deprived, so I'll eat. And Michael, I'm curious, have you, you've worked with people that have eating disorders? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have a client now who does. And these principles have aided them a great deal, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so two things tend to aid them. And that starts with the problem separation technique, which means we have emotional behavioral problems and we often have practical problems as well. So we've been outlining the emotional problems, the musts and the shoulds, but then there are practical problems uh, in terms of uh, knowing what to eat, the best times for an individual to eat, setting up goals, uh, I'll just eat three meals a day, no dessert, for example, could be a goal, or no candy today, no, nothing with added sugar today, no ice cream. So those are practical goals. And then when people um, don't observe those goals, it's because they have these musts and shoulds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what can you do about the musts and shoulds that lead to your overeating? And the answer is question, challenge, and contradict them. And we recommend an ABC exercise to more clearly do that, which I call three-minute exercise um, after my book, Three-Minute Therapy. And, uh, and the way that works is in short, I won't go through the whole A, B, C, D, E, F, but in short, you write down your irrational belief. I must satisfy my urge for ice cream. That's the irrational belief. And then you ask yourself, what is the evidence for that? And if you've been listening to our podcast or for me with REBT, you know that you know there's no evidence for any musts or shoulds. There's nothing that you must do or must happen. And unless you run the universe and then things must happen the way you want them to, to. And then you write down all the reasons why the must is false. I'll start with a few, Mick, and maybe you add some. And one is because I prefer to satisfy my urge, that doesn't mean I have to. I've... I. At worst, I'll feel uncomfortable if I don't satisfy my urge, but I've survived this comfort in the past and I'll survive it in the future. I don't like denying myself, but I definitely can stand what I don't like. <clears throat> Pressuring myself to eat food off my diet doesn't help and only makes things worse. And finally, it's not my urge to eat that causes my overeating, but rather it's my irrational must thinking about it that does. And with practice, I can change my thinking and learn to unconditionally accept the frustration of not eating everything I want when I have the urge, although I'll never 
like denying myself. Mick, did you have any other uh, well, just, thinking? Well, just everything you said seems to me to relate to long-term hedonism, that somebody will do what's best for themselves in the long term rather than the short term. It surprises a lot of people when I tell them that I am a dyed-in-the-wool hedonist. They say, yeah, but you don't drink. You're a vegan. You uh, don't do hardly anything. You don't do any drugs. How can you call yourself a hedonist? And that is because I think about pleasure in the long term, the biggest pleasure I can get. And so I consider myself more of a hedonist than somebody who only engages in short-term hedonism. Yeah, I like that distinction. Uh, people who overeat tend to engage in short-term hedonism or short-term pleasure, and they forget about the long-term. But the long-term is going to catch up with you. So it's uh, very important to focus on the long-term. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm vegan, but I'll cheat once in a while just so that I'm not perfectionistic about it. And that might be having a bran muffin and not caring if it was cooked with an egg or milk or whatever, who cares? That'll happen once every two weeks or something. You yeah, know? yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't want to be perfectionistic or rigid about our good goals. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, thanks, Mick. And uh, thanks, Chris Rossini, our tech engineer, for making it all happen. And uh, if you like this podcast, please give us a thumbs up, comment below if you have questions. And if you'd like to volunteer, uh, today the volunteer didn't quite make it. But if you'd like to volunteer in the future, and we've had many guests over the years, please feel free to email me. And you can find my email address at my website, 3minutetherapy.com. And uh, look forward to seeing you next week and tune into the 3-Minute Therapy podcast to stay on the rational side of life.